A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is being brought to you and created by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to edit and record your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast to all of the platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor has all the tools to get your podcast going. When you're ready to start your podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. And today I have with me Denny. Vega. Hello, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How's it going? It's pretty good. How's your week so far? So far, so good. Uh, I just got my new prescription glasses and contacts. Actually, I'm wearing my contacts right now. For I haven't worn contacts in like three or four years, so it took a little bit to get adjusting, but I think I'm adjusted. Okay, cool. All right, so today's episode, well, before we get started, we are currently drinking Yingling. Yes, Yingling. Yingling. Now, I haven't had this in, I want to say, five, six years. It's been a while, so I don't know. I'm not a beer person i'm more of a vodka guy so this is like my first time drinking something draft in years so hopefully i get some type of good buzz from it yeah hopefully i i know i i started my drinking was drinking beer uh, with my with my brother and neighborhood friends it started off with beer then when i met some friends from work it started more with the heart liquor but yeah i decided to bring beer because I didn't want to, like, get, like, fucked up, fucked up. <laughs> I just wanted a nice, controlled buzz. Because with liquor, you got to kind of take it slow because it's hard to gauge. Because if you take a few shots, it can just creep upon you. And one, one minute, you're okay. The next minute, you're just a total retard. Right. So I decided with beer, you can kind of, you, you, there's more control the way I feel. So I bought some beer. Um, I didn't take. I didn't think it was gonna take this long to like actually get the podcast going and recording. So I've already drunk. I'm on my third 
These are 16 ounces cans. So they're, they're not 12 ounce cans. These are 16 ounces cans. So I thought it was gonna be, you know, I thought we were gonna, I was gonna show up and things were like ready to roll. But you know, we had to, I guess, work out some kinks. Uh, so I'm on my third beer, so I'm, I'm feeling all right. Pre-game. That's all it is. It's just pre-game. Mm-hmm. All right. So if we, if I, if you go see your phone, what would be like the most used app that would pop up? The most uh, none of your business. <laughs> uh, I have an iPhone, so I know with the iPhone it kind of gives the that stuff. Like for the iPhones, they'll show you what apps you've been using the most and how long you've been on your phone. So yeah, that thing. That, um, looking at it, okay, it gives you an option of today or it gives you an option of last seven days. I'm gonna pick last seven days. Mm-hmm. Last seven days, the my most used app. Is Google Maps. Google Maps. And they're saying Google Maps I use in the last seven days for 37 hours and 34 minutes. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I guess it, was, it makes more sense once you know why I use it for. Uh, I use it more for work. I'm a truck driver. Okay. So it literally just runs while I'm driving. I just put my phone on the dashboard and it literally runs map. It re- literally runs Google Maps pretty much like all the time. And that's more, you know, just me keeping an eye out on traffic flow. You know, see if there's any backups on the way. That way I can, if I have to make alternate routes, you know, to kind of, you know, avoid all that mess, then at least I have a heads up and a, a head start on it. So that's mainly why I use Google Maps and that's mainly why it's so much when it comes to 34 hours. Uh, personal use anything after that after that is safari is the apple browser i I got that at 21 hours and after that i have reddit which is reddit.com is like a a community forum uh you know just a bunch of a bunch of different topics that they go over is i i really really like reddit especially compared to instagram and facebook Slowly but surely, it started to become a more kind of a that community, like a social media type of thing. Okay. But it's very more traditional as far as like a forum setting. It's more typing stuff and things like that. It's not like, you know, a lot of pictures and videos. So I really like it. It's, it's a badass community. That's cool. I think the most used app on my phone is Instagram, mainly because I be on there for... I don't know how many hours after work or before I go to bed. And I think I have a problem because I will go to the Shade Rooms page, look at their posts, and then just look at nothing but the comments. Like, I get a kick off just looking at comments yeah. for some reason. They have, like, some shady-ass shit to be talking about. And it don't even matter what the news or the headline is. It's always going to be something shady behind it. So that's, like, my most used app. And the second most used app, which is surprising to me, is Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. I go to Twitter for, like, the news. Like, the I follow MSNBC, CNN. Okay. And I look at some stupid shit, too. Something that I don't see on Instagram often. I'll see, like, the crazy, wild versions on uh, Twitter. So. so, we're actually kind of the same thing because even though I, I mentioned Google, Safari, and Reddit being my first three, right after Reddit is Instagram. 
Um, and yeah, it's, I don't follow that many different people. I just more follow close people, like close friends and family members. Um, but for some reason, it's at eight hours. So I use it a lot. So the past seven days, I, I put in eight hours and 15 minutes of Instagram time. And then, then it goes to text messages, and then it goes to Twitter. Uh, yeah, I kind of use Twitter, a, I guess, a whole lot more than I thought, you know, People, I think people forget about Twitter, yeah. Especially when it comes to Instagram and now Snapchat, uh, Facebook. You know, those are you know those are the main things that people think about when it comes to social media. People keep forgetting about Twitter. Donald Trump is on Twitter. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> I have his ass blocked. I can't stand his ass. I actually, I actually follow him. I don't support the guy. I really don't. But it's it's. It's history in the making. Unfortunately, kind of in the wrong way and what the guy represents and stuff like that. But... He's an ass. Yeah, you can say that, you know. Um, but no president has ever used social media at the level that this guy is using it. So it's, unfortunately, at a certain degree, is kind of entertaining, you know. Um, and it's really, it's, uh, you never had that kind of, connection with a president where you can pick up your social media and read what the hell the president tweeted. Now, it would have been a whole lot more awesome if, you know, President Obama, you know, had that type of, you know, connection with the, you know, with the regular folks, with us. Yeah. You know, so may, you know, may, it's, it's changing the game to a certain degree. Uh, unfortunately, this, this, this guy is the one that's changing the game, but it's just different, you know, so it's kind of. Yeah, the guy stands for a lot of weird things, especially when, you know, he opens his mouth. It's just a lot of craziness comes out of his mouth. Um, follow but, him. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in that aspect, I do follow him, you know. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, I, he's blocked. He's canceled on all platforms that I have. Mm. Well, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And it's also masturbation month, but we're gonna get to that. We're on another another turn, not on this one. But for mental health, um, what we're gonna talk about today is pretty much like self improvement. Mental health is a big, big thing currently in a lot of people's lives as far as taking care of themselves or just pretty much taking care of their well being. So, what are certain ways? As far as you keeping a good mental state of mind, as far as having good positive vibes or just de-stressing a lot of stuff, how do you deal with, or how do, what ways can you, or do you basically de-stress any type of issues that you have going on with you? Like, how do you cope with stress? It's, it's a constant grind. You know, um, I'm mid 30 something years old. Honestly, I'll have to do the math. I don't, I forget how old I am. Probably like 37 or 38 or 36, around that range. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the two things as of right now that come to mind immediately is, is staying positive. Um, staying positive. One of the things I, uh, one of the things I don't like when people 
mention when people talk about this type of stuff is the cliches. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, stay positive. Okay, yeah, that's simple. Stay positive. What does that really mean? You know, uh, you you gotta you gotta find out individually yourself. What does it mean to stay positive? For me, in the very beginning years, it meant constantly in my conscience and that little voice that you hear talking to yourself. Or when you're reading a book, you hear that little voice reading yourself a story. That's when that little voice needs to constantly be be telling you the positive of a situation. And there's always a positive spin on whatever you happen to be going through or whatever you happen to be wanting to work on at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's All that is doing is you practicing to stay positive, think in a positive manner. You know, you're disciplining yourself towards having a positive mind. I didn't always have a positive mind. I'm a very, I don't want to say negative thinking person, but I, you know, some people will probably classify me as a, as a, uh, what's the word, optim, optim, optimism? Optimistic. Optimistic person. Optimistic. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people probably would consider me an optimistic person. But honestly, that optimism comes out of fear of either failing or doing wrong or what have you. So it's kind of twisted within itself. You know, I had to change my natural thinking. So if you're a person that naturally thinks of negative things, a person that naturally thinks of, the, of a bad situation that may occur, you're really the one that really needs to be telling yourself what's the positive outcome of this and as long as you keep doing that over and over and over again like a grind in the long run is going to being positive is going to be more is going to come more natural to you mm-hmm. i say um it, and i say that because that's kind of what it's worked out for me it's it's more it's now more natural for me to think of the positive of a situation than literally jump to my instinctive negative thoughts of something and dwelling on those negative thoughts. It's like, you know, it, it may happen. I may still think about it in a snap, but you know, I'm so trained and thinking about the positive because I am naturally a negative thinking person. I go straight to the positive thinking. And it took a very long time to Jump from there to jump to positive. Jump from negative to jump to positive immediately and stay on the positive track and act on that. Okay. That's a good good technique. I think with me, like recently, I have been so engaged in prayer. And I know a lot of people are not the religious type. Um, I'm one of those... I want to say Christian boys. My mom, she's an apostle, and she kind of preaches everywhere and kind of gives us a word and gives us just words of encouragement from the Bible standpoint. I think with me, I'm more more spiritual than religious. I can say that. I'm more spiritual than religious because, you know, back in the day, you were forced to be religious because that's how your parents were. Now I'm more spiritual because I believe in just having a connection with God and just 
letting him know my situations and just leaving it there, knowing that there's going to be change. Now, I do more than just prayer. I kind of, lately I've been at the gym. I work out a lot. Any issues I've had, whether it's a situation with friends or work, if it's a negative thing or if it's something that's a a crazy situation or something that I just can't control at the moment, I just go to the gym and I just let it all out. Like, I feel so good after that. So that's a starting technique for me. It's hard for me to just kind of let stuff go because I'm that type of person that I want to make sure things are good before we go to the next step. Like, if I'm having a an issue with a coworker or a friend and I want to kind of talk it out and just let it go. I don't want to add that stress because I'll be thinking about it because I have this mental state. I'll be thinking about it for the next three or four days. Like, okay, is this person still upset at me, upset with me about this? Or, right. you know, when we talk, is, has it been officially resolved? Yeah. I don't want to have that mental state in the back of my head. I want to just end the shit and just, just, just move forward. Yeah, and I, I think that's not, I think that's actually a good thing. You know, it's it's clearing the air. Yeah, you know? because I think that's very important is be able to talk about it, whatever the situation is. If you have something going on with the coworkers, you know, just okay, let's let's talk about it and let's really bring it to a close, as opposed to for some reason, I don't know, just an example. Let's say employee A gets a, gets mad at employee B. And they never bring it to a close. That animosity is always going to stay there. Yeah, you know. Then you're going to have employee A talk about, oh no, I'll just treat them like, you know, I'll just come in here, be professional, and treat them like business. No, that that doesn't really, that doesn't really fix the situation, you know. So no, yeah. that's I, I'm I'm kind of the same way in that aspect, you know. Definitely is, you know, bring the situation to a close and, you know, have a you know open, truthful genuine talk about it and then and then move on. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think with a lot of situations, I think you want to set an example, like be the bigger person to try to make sure you uh, end things on a positive note. So, and a lot of people, and it's just mainly, it's not even just with just work stuff in general. It's like personal stuff too. Like when you are at a low point of your in your life, what do you do or what do you tell yourself to try to give you some type of motivation to bring some type of positivity back to you? Like if you're just at the lowest of the low. I've learned over the years that as a human being, you're always going to bounce back. And everybody learned that when they were a child. You know, it took a while for you to to start walking. It's as simple as that. That's 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 as truthful as it gets as far as your determination to succeed as a human being. You you've learned that instinct. It's an instinct to succeed. You've learned that instinct when you're a child. Is Everybody knows before you start walking, your ass is going to need to crawl. And before, in right before, while you're crawling, you're going to start making your first steps to try to to try to walk, and you're going to stumble and you're going to fall, 
more than enough times, but for some reason, that baby, that child always gets back up. And that's the same across the board. Whether you're one years old, I really don't know when babies start walking. So, uh, you know, y'all can answer that for me. But whether you're X amount of age as a baby or you're 30-something years old, 50-something years old, no matter what rock or what uh, bottom you hit, you're always going to bounce back. Um, and when you initially asked the other question, there was, it was a two-parter. You know, I mentioned what I mentioned, but also really the job that I currently have right now, it really helps. Um, it's when I'm a, I'm a truck driver, um, and it helps being out on the road and being alone and working through it, working through whatever the situation is through your mind, um, thinking it out, analyzing it in more ways than you possibly can think of. And at one point in time, finding the answer that you need to resolve whatever the situation is, you know? So in that aspect, it comes kind of easy for me because I'm a truck driver and there's hours upon hours that I drive. So it's very easy to me, easy for me to put myself in a little cocoon, forget about the whole wide world, and just focus on myself. Is that um, your own version of self-meditation? Definitely. Definitely. So how does that translate to you or to anybody that's listening to this podcast? Well, you're going to have to find that time where you can literally put yourself in a cocoon for more than just God knows how long. And that means putting away your phone. That means unplugging and not only unplugging, but being okay with unplugging, not, not unplugging and thinking, damn, what, what did that person post on Instagram or damn, what did this, or what's going on in the world? Let me, I want to, I want to, I want to hear the news. I want to go, I want to know what's going on with the news. You know, it's being okay with unplugging out of all of that and spending time with yourself and being able to reflect on what's going on, that you, whatever it is that you need to be working on, and you know, and spending that time with yourself and finding the answers you need, the answers that fit you as an individual. Because no matter who you talk to, there's nobody that's going to be able to give you the answers that you need, because there's nobody that knows you better than you know yourself. Right. Well, that's a good way, as far as in your situation, that's a good way of how you invest your time as far as being alone and meditating. Um, I think with a lot of people and what you said, the kind of disconnecting yourself from social media, like social media, and I said this back in the first episode, it is a blessing and it's a curse. Like, it's it's good if you're using your platform to raise like awareness or bringing some type of good positivity. And sometimes you have those people where, you know, they are all in a negative situation or negative vibe and they just want to express it on social media. I don't think that's a good thing to, to uh, pretty much to do because it's not going to benefit you telling other people like shit that's been going on with you. Like, Oh my God, um, I recently got divorced and I'm just so depressed i don't know what to do what do you think i should do facebook fam like i Mm -hmm. i 
I personally think that's that's not a good move. It's not going to help you mentally because not only a lot of people on your Facebook or your Instagram feed or Snapchat or whatever, they're not there to be friends. They're there just to be like a surveillance camera, just to see, just to say, okay, this person, I'm, I'm just, he, this person is just suffering, and it's yeah. So social media is not is not for that, you know. And if it's yeah, I hope people are not out there doing that. I, I haven't witnessed this in my circle of the people that I follow. Uh, but once again, I keep a very, you know, I keep a very small, you know, circle when it comes to following people. But I really hope people aren't out there talking about asking for advice out there to, I wouldn't say strangers, but that's not what social media is for, you know. Um, as easily, and if you are that type of person, then if you're if you're okay with asking that type of question to a, a mass of people then, you know, all I would ask is, you know, tweak that a little bit and find one individual that you can ask that, you know, because it's cool. It's okay to be talking to somebody about it, but damn, you know, <laughs> going to the, like a mass of people, that's, people don't, people are not going to care at that level. Yeah, some, some people, like the some, they really don't give a shit. Like they really just don't, they're just there just to say, okay, well, this person's suffering and they're, and they'll go pass it along to this person. Like, you know, right. such and such has got a divorce and, oh, it's looking bad. That's what he put on Facebook. You know, that's, that's stuff like that. Right. I think if you have, like, a, a friend that you can just talk to, whatever the situation is. Like, I have quite a few friends. I have some that are very uh, kind and they're the type of, they're very passive. Where if I'm, I can have a bad day and they're just like, okay. Here's the hug, you know. Then I have other friends who are like, the fuck you crying for? Get your shit together. You know, like, they they Mm kind of, like, amp you up. Like, this is not the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for, I'm having, I have friends in both type of categories. But I'm more grateful to have friends in the category where they just kind of hype you up to just say, you know what? Stop being a bitch. Like, (laughs) get get your shit together. It's not the end of the world. You know, even if it's something small, it can be something big, like a big traumatic thing that happened in your life, like um, a relationship ending or uh, you lost your job, you know, stuff like that. Like you have you have friends like that who will support you and have your back no matter what. But also they're just going to let you know, like, you need to stop being a bitch like Right. Don't don't be don't be one of those punk ass people. Like don't let them see you weak. Like get your shit together. Right. right. And sometimes you need that type of motivation. You know, it, it never it would never click to you when they give it to you right then and there, but it will click. Gotcha. Like if you tell me that I'm being a bitch or I'm being uh uh a sourpuss because of certain situation or a, a situation that happened to me like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I accept it, what you're telling me now, but it's going to be in the back of my head. Like, you know what? I didn't need to get my shit together. Like yeah, I, I do. I do need to stop being a little bitch. Like I need to man up. Right. And I'm not, I'm not saying that just, I'm not encouraging people to be a little bitch, but I'm just saying like, you know, you need that type of motivation to get, you out of that negative situation. 
like be like you know be real, right? You know, um, I don't know if I guess I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't know if unfortunately is the right word, but I think to a certain degree, I'm that type of person. Like if you're gonna to get the, get your shit together, type person, yeah. Um, and I don't because you know, before. And people at work, this is more, you know, my previous uh, career, I guess you could say. Uh, people would people would mention, say, oh, you're a very good listener, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you listen very well. Um, I don't know if that's changed. Because I, I don't think I'm a good listener anymore. Because I'm more of a, that type of person where, like you were discussing. Um, like, I, more, like, like, I hear what you're saying, but what I'm about to tell you is, like, I hear what you're saying, but... This is what I'm about to tell you. Like right. all that shit is like irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I gotta like check myself as shit. Am I being am I being supportive? Because if you if you read material as far as you know, how can you support a friend going through yada yada yada? Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of a lot of the a lot of the articles will tell you, you know, um, be a good listener, don't criticize the individual or their situation. And more towards listening. So I, I know that that's what I'll put quotes up. The experts say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not following that. So I, I sometimes I'd be like, oh, shit, maybe I should just shut up and not and not be that way. Maybe I should just go back to my old ways of just sitting back and listening, you know, because even the, whoever is going through the situation, I also know that them just talking it out to somebody else is very beneficial for that individual. Mm-hmm. You know, having somebody just listening is good enough. Uh, because it, uh, cause I've, I've done it myself, uh, where I'm spewing, you know, whatever is going on in my life to somebody else. And it's just therapeutic to a certain degree, talking to another human being, because while I'm talking to them, even though I've, whatever I'm telling that person, I have told myself in my own mind a thousand times, but for some reason, when I'm telling another human being in real life and not just myself, I different thoughts come to mind when I'm talking to them. So all they could be there is just sitting and listening, but while I'm talking to them, the thoughts in my mind are different than when I'm just talking to myself, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes I know that too. And sometimes it's just, is a good thing also to just be that person that just sits there and kind of listens and be in support. Right. Yeah. Speaking of talking to yourself, I, I do it a lot, but I've also, I've got this uh, tip from a counselor. She told me, she's like, if you're the type of person to give advice to your friends about certain situations, but when you're in a negative vibe and write, write down, like write down what you want to say to yourself. Basically Mm -hmm. like, you know how, if I give you advice Mm -hmm. and if I'm in a stressful situation, I'm going to write down what I would advise myself. It will, if it was you kind of, Hmm. So I've been doing that lately as far as uh, keeping myself in a good positive vibe. I'll have a bad day at work or I'll have like something that happened 
or something recently came up and I'll always say, what what would I tell a friend if a friend was in that same situation? So whatever, if I have a friend that was in the same situation, even though I know it's me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to write that down to just spew out my thoughts. And it has, it, it worked. So, so, what, uh, so what you're saying is, whatever problem I have, let's say I have a problem, mm-hmm. I should act like a friend has this problem, mm-hmm. and I should write down what I would tell that friend. Yeah, it's basically as far as advice. Uh, right, it's basically how you would tell. You're telling your. You're pretty much telling yourself how you would handle it, as if you were telling another friend. Right, but it, it puts you in a completely different mindset. Okay, that's interesting. It, and it, it's, it works. It works in what way? It, it, how, what has it done that shows you that it works? I think, like, I would admit my faults as mm. far as any type of situation that it is. That's very important. And okay. I will admit it, and then I'll just move on from it. And it could be like a shitty day. Like, you know what? This was shitty day. This happened. That happened. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, you know, I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to relax. I'm going to take a nice bath, a shower, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to move forward. This day's done. I'm just going to work on the next day. I got another goal to reach for this day to mm-hmm. end the week, and that's it. Oh, okay. So that, that's, that's That sounds actually interesting. It's something that... I actually feel like okay. I think I'm gonna try that. I would I would encourage you all to if you feel if you're that type of person who loves to help others and um, gives out advice, and you're in a situation where you are having a bad day or a stressful day, just write it down. Like it it works. You would feel so much better. Because you're giving advice to yourself. And you don't even have to have it as yourself. It can just be just the notebook that you're writing down. Like, notebook. This is what I think you should do for today. You know, I know you had a shitty day. You should, you know, take a load off, take a bath, have a drink. Right. You know, that. I That would be a good thing. And also, <clears throat> what I would suggest is to... Motivate yourself a little bit more. Like normally, what I've, I've what I've caught myself doing in the morning is I'll wake up. I was like, you know, it's gonna be a good day. I'm about to fuck this day up. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be challenging. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna have fun. You know, it's such and such day. It's Monday. I know it's gonna be busy, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna fuck it up. I'm gonna slay it. I'm just gonna just be the shit. Like you are the shit. Like if you self motivate yourself. I think it'll work uh, a lot better. A lot better. All right. Well, the second segment is always a Q&A, and I get questions from people from my social media platforms they will send me questions to ask on the podcast. And this question comes from someone who wants to be remain anonymous. And this question is like a two-parter. It doesn't really don't fit into the category, but whatever. 
Um, well, the first question is, what is your current goal? And the second one is, what is your guilty pleasure and why? You're asking me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, my guilty pleasure and why? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is, well, let's say this. Just to make sure everybody's on the same page. <laughs> what is the definition of a guilty pleasure? Okay. It, so um, I Googled it. Okay. okay I Googled it. Okay, guilty pleasure. Something such as a movie, television program, or piece of music that one enjoys despite feeling that it is not genuinely held in high regard. Uh, so even before I, I looked up the 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 definition of it, the first thing that came to mind and always actually comes to mind when this topic comes up as far as guilty pleasures is on Spotify, I had created a, a playlist of songs. Um, this play, the, this playlist of songs though is songs like, you know, from movie soundtracks. You mm-hmm. know, I'm talking about like Footloose, uh, yeah, exactly. Footloose. If you can see okay. his face, uh, that's why I say yeah, exactly. Footloose, like songs that come from there. Uh, the soundtrack for Scarface. There's a few songs that I from from that movie mm-hmm. as far as the soundtrack that I put on this playlist. Um, and you know, and I don't know if some of y'all remember uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. That was an awesome soundtrack that they had on that game. You know, I actually bought that as, and when they, it had a CD and I bought it. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. If, I if remember they, that. If they, if they still <laughs> sold that CD today, maybe I can find it, I would have bought it. Uh, but it's those type of songs, you know. It's like Eye of the Tiger. Y'all remember that? I do. Okay. It's like if you if you blast that going down, I don't know, Main Boulevard somewhere in Middletown, USA, people will probably look at you like, okay, what the hell is going on with that guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that always, every single time this topic comes up as far as what, what's one of your guilty pleasures is that playlist that I have on Spotify. Um, one of my most recent guilty pleasures, and I have been sharing it with friends and some of them take on it because they know what's going on with this individual. And some people are just completely oblivious. And my most recent guilty pleasure is Little, uh, what's his name? Little Nas X. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> in Old Town Road. He's famous for uh. he's famous <laughs> for the song that's, that's on number one on God Knows Whatever Billboard. It's Jesus. called Old Town Road. I suggest you get on yourself on YouTube, you search for this song, and you hear it. But it, actually, what I really like about it, uh, I really the song is catchy. I ain't gonna lie. The song sounds It is. I, I, I like it. It's it is. It's, it's, it's draining me. <laughs> it, 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 that, I think that's the only song he has. You know, <laughs> supposedly, he's working on a few other because I actually... We, we talked about Twitter earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I started following him on Twitter. The guilty pleasure. Uh, I started following him on Twitter. He's young, but he, you know, he seems to be so down to earth. He, um, his his humor kind of sinks in with my type of humor. So I think I think it's easier for me to follow him. Like example, 
you know how these fan bases, like Rihanna has a fan base and she calls her fans what? The the Rihanna Navy. There the you Navy. Go. Beyonce calls her fans the what? The Beehive. Okay. So Little Nas X was kind of tweeting like, okay, what should I call my fan base? And one of the, his suggestion, I hope is, I hope he went through it. He wanted to call his fan base the farts. <laughs> you the know? fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> That's... <laughs> If he does it at his level oh of stardom, because if he, that's awesome, I believe, I think that's awesome. That alone, when I read that, that's immediately when I read that tweet, I clicked on follow because I wanted to follow this guy. Uh, who, yeah. the, who the fuck would do? Okay, okay. but more, but more history. One of the reasons why he really caught my eye, <laughs> little Nasex, and hopefully I make you a fan, whoever the hell is listening. Jesus. But one of the things that really caught my eye about him is. This is the guy that he made Old Town Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started to hit, he started to hit the Billboard charts for uh, chart for country category, mm-hmm. and the Billboard said no. They said this is not country. You do not represent country. This is the way I thought of it. You do not represent country. You're going to be taken off of this Billboard as far as the top hit. So at that point in time, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus kind of shined in. Billy Ray Cyrus kind of has a little history with Billboard as well, as far as things like this, where they take them off, you know, and what have you. So he didn't kind of like it. Uh, so to a certain degree, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus put uh, Little Nas X on the map because he decided to do a remix with uh, Little Nas X and remixed uh, Old Town Road, and he jumped into the song. And right now, that's the song. That's hitting number one in Billboard. I don't know what category. I think it's in the top one hundred and in country. Oh, really? Okay. So it so hit both. I, that's 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 what that's what caught my eye because it was like a big fuck you to to what that stands for. Because even though maybe the Billboard didn't you know didn't think to the degree that okay this could be considered as you know racist to a certain degree. I really don't want to use the word racist. But, you know, the separation of people. Yeah. You know, uh, so this is this was kind of a, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus stepping up and this song succeeding is kind of a fuck you to that mentality. Not 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 necessarily billboard, but to that mentality of those country people that may think, nah, man, you don't belong, even though your song kind of sounds country ish. Nah, because of the. Because of the other stuff that you represent? I mean, I agree. I think that you shouldn't be categorized based on the type of music. Like, there's a, when it's hip-hop music, there's a little bit of country and rock in it. And then when a little bit of country, there's a little bit of hip-hop in it. So, for them to categorize him as not country is just a slap in the face. Because, you know, country music steals hip-hop stuff. And hip hop stuff seals punk rock and rock stuff. So I kind of see what you're saying, and and I'm it's a weird guilty pleasure. I, I guess I don't know, but I, I still follow him. And the dude is funny on Twitter. There's another thing that I like. Is once again, this not only that statement that I like that that brought me in, and then I started reading his twitters, his tweets, and his humor just clicks with me. So I was like, okay, this, this is kind of. So I'm I'm very interested to see how his career moves on for it. It could go straight to the garbage after this one song, uh, you know, that 15 minutes of fame type yeah. of thing, 
or he could blow up. Because before him, the, the only other person that's actually a guilty pleasure as well that kind of resonates the same was uh, 69. Mm. And I ain't going to say nothing because I already said a bunch. I'll let you research out there on your own as to who uh, 69 is. I'm pretty sure they know <laughs> who he is. He's random, but a lot of people, and I actually read this last night on the shade room about him. Uh, I guess his girlfriend got a tattoo on her titty or something, and it it's a picture of him, but it kind of looks like Chris Brown. And a lot of comments that were saying that, you know, the internet has been lame without 69, because, you know, he was just very random of what he say and do, so. Yeah. And there's something very genuine about it, because he was... I don't, know, I don't know him as a personal guy, but he was very, he was very, I don't know how to say, genuine, like <laughs> charitable, I guess you can say. Or humble. Exactly. Okay, humble. Yeah, no, humble. So that, I think that's the part that kind of drew me to him yeah, as far as following him. Yeah, Twitter was has been kind of lame without him. So I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. He's another guilty pleasure, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, I'm kind of scared to say mine. Uh, my guilty pleasure, I have quite a few. The first one is I like to watch the Kardashians, the show. Mm. I don't know why. I just feel like, I don't know. They just sit around and don't do shit. And then, I, I, I don't know. Another guilty pleasure, y'all know I like looking at shit on YouTube. So my latest guilty pleasure, I wouldn't say it's more of a guilt it's more of a of a obsession than guilty pleasure. I like watching people get spa facials. Really? <laughs> what what's a spa facial? Because maybe we have something in common because what I do like when people do with their face is they put like these masks on and then they like rip it off. Mm-hmm. But no, that's something different. All right, so I'll just not keep, that I'll, one. I'll keep that too much. That yeah. one is you actually go to get a facial. Like you go get your face steamed and scrubbed and exfoliated, and they get they get the like the blackheads and stuff. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I like watching that, and I also like watching. Um, now I said this on the other episode, Tobro. Tobro is it's a show. Oh, I think it's on A and E. It's he's a foot doctor and he deals with a lot of fungal infections and toenail clippings and all that stuff. I don't know. It's it's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. But my I think my ultimate obsession is to watch shows that no one think I would watch, and the Kardashians is one of them. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna redefine the the meaning between guilty pleasures because while we're talking here, yeah, and I read what the guilty pleasure, the meaning off of what Google says guilty pleasure is. You know what I think what really guilty pleasure means is that it's something that you like that you catch other people off guard because if because you just mentioned you watched the Kim Kardashian show, um, and I'm not I'm not surprised that you like it. <laughs> <laughs> but then, it, it, but then at the same time, I kind of know you. But if I told people, if people know me, the people that know me, if I told people that hey, I, I like I like the Kim Kardashian show, people would be like, what, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> Excuse me, you know? And, and that, I think that's what really makes a guilty pleasure because a lot of people won't expect for me to like 
um, the people that I just mentioned, uh, 69 and Little, Little Nas X. And I ain't going to lie, low-key, you know, I've watched the Kim Kardashian show. I've watched their shows. And I, ain't gonna, I, I, I it's entertaining. I like it. You know, I, I've never gone out of my way to turn the channel and actually catch one of their shows. But I have hung out with friends and what, and what have not. And they were watching the show. And I enjoy it. You know, so, but I ain't gonna admit it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, for some reason, they, it's just a guilty pleasure of mine. So, yes, I watched the Kardashians. Um, the next question was, what are your current goals? What are my current goals? Current goals. Me personally? You personally. My current goals right now is to determine what's my next long-term goal. Okay. It's very vague, but honestly, that's exactly where I'm at right now. I'm at the crossroads of, because my next step in life is going to be, is going to, is going to transition to a long-term situation. Um, so, whatever I decide is going to cement me in for more than a few years. So, that's exactly where I am right now. It's what are my goals right now is determining which long term goal I want to commit to. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. I think my one of my goals for me is to. Kind of build my photography brand a lot more. And I think that I can't do that in the area that I live. I think I need to just go out more and explore in like major cities like Atlanta, Orlando, Tampa. I just need to just branch out a little bit more. One of my that my main goal is to really make my photography a priority. I think I just get focused on other shit and I do have a full-time job, but I really want to make sure my photography gets that that notice. I really want I always tell myself and I always tell other people and my grandmother rest in peace who will actually starting next Friday will be a year since she's gone. She's always told me to build my legacy. And I really want to just take that into heart and not only build a legacy for me, but influence other people who are in the photography field or whatever field they're in to build their own. If you have the the techniques, the skill set to really just make it, grow from it and build build it, you know, Cement your legacy. I really mm. want a lot of people to focus, not whatever your goal is. You can be like a, a fucking stripper. Like, be the best damn stripper in the fucking world. Like, cement your legacy on being the damn stripper. If you can make your ass clap and have dollar bills come out, cement your legacy on that. I want classy. That, that clap, well, classy too. Oh. But, <laughs> but I really want to build my legacy on that and I really hope that this year I think I think this is the year. I think this is the year for me to 
kind of just branch out and just push a lot of buttons and just get out of the comfort zone. This area is super comfortable. I really want to get uncomfortable and just make sure my brand is out there for people to know. So that's my, that's my goal. I mean, let's make it happen. Yeah, we can make it happen. And what I want to end it with is just to go back to the Mental Health Awareness Month. If you ever need someone to talk to, please reach out to anyone as far as counseling or a close friend, family member. And a lot of people are embarrassed to go to a counseling session or therapy. There's no need to be embarrassed about it. I think in this generation, in this day and age, it's very beneficial. And I know a lot of, if you are employed at major companies, they do cover it. So I encourage you to check that out. And also follow my tip. Write down if you had a, a shitty day and just kind of put yourself in that situation. If it was a friend, write down, uh, write down your... Um, your advice, and it works. And if you have any guilty pleasures out there, let me know. As far as the people that, you know, if you are listening to it and you you are going through that type of situation, then, you know, I'm right along with what Dion just said. And, you know, think it through. I know that you have thought of whatever you're going through in more ways than one. And if you do need that help, I know it's not easy for you to just say, okay, I'm going to get help. So to follow what Beyond said in regards to his advice and seeking counseling or seeking that individual that can actually listen and help you along the way, work up the courage to be able to do that. Because mm-hmm. I know that it's not easy for you to take that step and bring somebody else into your world in regards to what you're going through and hopes that somebody can actually help. So work up, work up the courage to be able to reach out and help. Right. It's out there. Right. It is. It really is. And I just want you to really take care of yourself. You know, we're all, we're all humans. We all have flaws. And, you know, if you're that type of person where you need a hug, you know, I may hug you or you just get someone to hug or whatever. If you're the type of person where you just need a boost, where you need to get your shit together, I have no problem doing that. I'm pretty sure Dina doesn't have a problem doing that either. Um, But it gets better. So I really want you all to take care of yourselves, have fun, secure the bag, make money, have babies, and all the other shit. But... I really appreciate you all. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any questions or feedback in regards to future episodes, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me at D-I-O-N-K-X at gmail.com. Or you can just go follow my Instagram at D-I-O-N-K-X. Send me a DM. I will respond. And hopefully you all enjoyed. Denny, any final words? No, it's been fun, and I'll keep listening to your podcast. Because so far, I've been listening to all of them, and they've been pretty cool so far. So hopefully, this is this I didn't mess up the trend, 
But I'm going to keep listening. Okay. Well, I'm going to figure that out. We're going to see. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for being on the round table. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 